Thanks for joining us here at Faith Assembly for our weekly podcast. We're so excited you're tuning in this week. To learn more about our church, you can visit us online at myfaithassembly.org. Join us live at our 9 a.m. and 11 a.m. services or connect with us on Facebook. I've invited just a friend of this house to come and and share with us today. Uh, Just a little over a year ago, I met this brother and um, uh, he and his wife have connected to our church. Uh, his wife, uh, Michonne, and TJ, their son, uh, they've been a part of this house now for about a year. And uh, we met uh, just in the opportunity around two things. One was Chick-fil-A, and two was sports. Um, he was at Chick-fil-A wearing an FCA jacket, and I had expressed to him and just making conversation. In fact, my daughter uh, reminds me, she said, Dad, I, I had a part in that because uh, Jordan had remembered something we wanted to get, and she said, Dad, we forgot. So she reminded me, and I had to go back in, and in going back in is when I met him and uh, when I met Terrence. So Jordan will remind me, said, Dad, I'm the one who uh, set that up for you. So, uh, uh, But I met Terrence, and uh, it was at Chick-fil-A, and he had the FCA uh, Fellowship of Christian Athletes and just started to connect with them. And, and I said, man, I've got great appreciation for uh, campus ministries. My wife, uh, Jody, was discipled uh, as, a, as a, a college athlete. She played field hockey for Kent State University. And uh, while she was at Kent State is where she was discipled through Athletes in Action. And, and so I just shared with them. I said, man, we've got a great love and appreciation for campus ministries and just what they, what they do. We shared the story. And uh, that story at Chick-fil-A led to them being a part of our church and now led to this opportunity today to have him come and share the gospel. Uh, He's preached the word, but where God has put him in the platform that God has placed him in is speaking to college athletes. Uh, uh, Starting in Texas A&M, he was an Aggie serving there on the campus of Texas A&M and then answered the call to come and be a West Virginia Mountaineer. And so he came further north and uh, we would say that uh, he saw the light but uh, we have friends from Texas watching, so we don't want to offend them. Uh, I, I'm sure. Uh, uh, so if you are, uh, if, if you're part of Terrence's family in Texas, we, we think Texas has great things as well, um, especially food. He sends me pictures of when he goes home to visit and the food that they get. So, uh, uh, But uh, he's come today. I've invited him to come to share the word. Uh, but his marketplace outreach to influence people who are influencers, to connect with people with this heart and passion, to see the kingdom of God advance. And uh, it is our joy and honor today. Would you please welcome our friend Terrence Price as he comes to share the word with us today. Good morning. morning. I've heard through the grapevine that this is the hypest service on Sunday mornings. So we we shouldn't have any problems getting along together. Amen. If you love Jesus, give him a great big round of applause. Amen. Amen. Um, Wow. It's it's definitely an honor and a privilege to be here with you all this morning. Um, I got to give it up for my guy. Uh, he's my friend. He's my brother, a pastor like no other. Y'all get that? <laughs> I, I'm, I'm going to just stick with preaching, not, not rapping, though. <laughs> pastor Jason, man, he is the greatest pastor to me on this side of heaven. Can we give it up one time for our pastor? Yes. Yes. And, and you know, they used to have a saying, say, saying that behind every good man there's a good woman. 
but I throw that at the window. It's beside because the Bible took the, the Bible says that the Lord took the rib from Adam's side. So beside every good man is a greater woman. Can we get up for Miss Jody this morning? And and uh, man, what can I say about my guy, Pastor Tim? Man, he is just yeah, he's definitely the hype man for Faith Assembly. <laughs> Pastor Tim, we love you, man. We love you, man. I always tell him, I said, when I slim up, when I stop eating these chips up here and, and these pepperoni rolls and all the stuff, I tell him I'm going to come in this closet and get some of his gear. But uh, I'm, I am so grateful and so honored to be here with you all this morning. Before we get started, I got a lot of family and friends back home in Texas watching this 11 o'clock service. Can we say the word howdy on three? On three. One, two, three. Howdy. See, family, I told you, I told you, they, they have church up here. See, people, well, I come from in the South, they say, oh, man, we have church in the South, but I said, you got to come up to Faith Assembly, man. It is, it is going on. But the Bible says, for this is the day that the Lord has made, and let us rejoice and be glad in it. Um, I got to pump my brakes a, a, a second before I'll be having to spend the night at Pastor Jason's house. Uh, my wife, Michonne, and our son, TJ, I have to show honor where honors do so. Uh, babe, I love you. She had to, they had to leave, and, uh, but I know they're watching online, so I love you. Uh, like you told me, I'm going to make you proud, and I'm going to work up a good appetite uh, for some of them rolls and some of that butter, <laughs> some of the mashed potatoes. Come on, y'all. Don't, don't leave your boy hanging, man. Some good old chicken. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. But and I said this uh, first service, so if you were in first service, you're going to hear a couple of things that I said in first service that I'm going to say in second service. Um, I believe in showing honor and giving honor where honor is due. And I shared this in the first service, and I'll, I'll share this in the second with you all because we're all family. Uh, because the Bible says that God is not no respect of a person. He doesn't look at skin color, um, weight, size, height, or anything like that. Uh, but... I would not be where I am in my life if it wasn't for God sending my wife into my life. And, and last service, and I, I, probably, I might have made some friends, I might have made some enemies, but I challenged the men. Men, let me just say this. Always tell your, your wife that you love her. Sisters, I thought I was going to get some help right there. <laughs> men, always honor, reverence, and respect your wives. The Bible says, husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church. And when you think about Christ's love for us, that's a lot of love. That's sacrifice, what I think about. And I shared this with the first service, is don't wait until something life-threatening happens to say I love you or to give her flowers or to shower her with love. But while there's still breath in your body, tell her that you love her. Tell her that you appreciate her. I tell my wife that all the time. I send a text. I don't buy Hallmark cards. Let me just say that. I, I'm, I'm going to get to the sermon real quick. Y'all looking like, is he going to preach? I don't believe in buying Hallmark cards because I like to text my wife personal love letters. I, I, st I still, I don't know about you. I'm, I'm old school. I'm, I still believe in chivalry. You know what I'm saying? I write personal love letters. I tell her that I thank her and I, I rub her feet and all that stuff like that. Now, some of the brothers are like, man, you didn't got me in trouble, man. <laughs> but all, all I'm saying is don't wait till somebody's laying up here in a box. To grab the microphone, you know, on the program, they got two-minute remarks. You know, nobody ever goes for two minutes. Everybody's like, oh, yeah, I knew them when I was such and such. No, 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 no. Tell the truth. Don't, don't be up here fronting. 
But while there's still breath in your body, for those of the people that you love that you're close to, tell them that you love them. Tell them how much they mean to you. Don't, don't wait till they're, they're laid up here or in a hospital or something like that. Then you're crying and stuff like that. No. Tell them every opportunity that you get. If there's somebody you need to call today, somebody says, like, man, I need to call this person today. And I'm going to tell you something. Being in the athletic field, the Kobe Bryant situation happened last Sunday. Can't believe it's already been a week. Athletes like, man, what do we do? Do we get back on the plane again? Do blah, 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 stuff like this. But it opened up a question to where, like, if you were to die today, where would you spend eternity? So was, I, I believe that God works all things together for our good. True enough, yes, we are sad. We bereave with his wife. But let me tell you something. God makes no mistakes. And, and I, I say that to say this is that none of us know how we are going to leave out of this place. But if, if there's something in your heart that you have against someone, bitterness, anger, resentment, hate, while there's still breath in your body, get it right today. David says in Psalms 51 and 10, to create within me a clean heart, O God, and to renew within me a right spirit. I don't know about you, but I am excited for the word. Anybody still get excited for God's word? Amen. With everything that's going on in our country, in our world, I still believe what the Bible says. Where I come from, I come from a little uh, old school storefront country church. Our pastor, Pastor P.W. Washington, would always say, the Bible is right and somebody else is wrong. So I believe what the Bible says. If you don't mind standing to your feet, if you can put our scripture up on the screen. First Peter chapter 5, verse 10. Uh, I believe in the spirit of unity. The Bible says where there's unity that God commands a blessing. So I want us all to be on one accord for the direction we're going this morning. And we're going to stay in the same vein, the same track that uh, Pastor Jason and Pastor Tim have been preaching in. 1 Peter 5 and 10, we're going to read this together on three. One, two, three. And the God of all grace, who called you to his eternal glory in Christ, after you have suffered a little while, will himself restore you and make you strong, firm, that or not. Show your muscles. Flex your muscles. Flex your muscles. After you. Somebody lay hands on yourself and say, this is not what Terrence Price says. This is what the Bible says. After you have suffered a little while, God's going to restore you, make you strong, place you on a firm foundation, and cause you to be steadfast in him. For a few, few moments, few moments, so I can't talk that I had this morning, I want to come from the subject of after this. After this, let us pray. Lord, we thank you. We honor you. We give you all the glory, honor, and praise. Thank you for waking us up this morning. Thank you for breathing breath into our body. As Lamentation says in chapter 3, that morning by morning, new mercies we see. Great is your faithfulness. Lord, I don't know about anybody else, but I'm, I'm so grateful that you are faithful towards me when I'm not faithful towards you. There's times I don't always do everything right, don't always uh, cross, cross every T and dot every I. Sometimes I miss the mark. But while we were yet sinners, you died for us. And that's enough to give you praise. Lord, I pray for our leadership, for our pastor. Will you continue to be with him, strengthen him, lead and guide him. Let him know that we have his back. 
Lord, I pray for this word. The Bible says that your word should not return unto you void. I pray for this word because it may not be for everyone this morning, this sermon. But I pray that we can store it in our spirit because it's going to come a day and time when the enemy is going to come knocking at our door. And God, when everything else is going down, we need your word to fight against the enemy. And may we always remember that, God, we have got to always keep on. We can't take off and put it on. No, we've always got to keep on the full armor of God. And, Lord, my prayer is that people will not see Terrence Price, but they will see Jesus Christ working on their behalf this morning. And it's in his name we pray. Amen. Amen. Before you take your seat, look to your right or to your left and just tell somebody after this. After this, you may be seated. You may be seated. You may be seated. I've learned in my 36 years of living on earth that as a believer in Christ, that every day would not always be happy-go-lucky. Every day would not always be peaches and cream. There's some days people will roll their eyes at you, won't be kind, won't ask how you're doing, won't tell you how they love you. I've learned in my life that even though you're saved, you can still get stressed. That even though you're anointed, you're appointed, that God has called you for such a time as this, you can still experience anxiety. I'm talking to just a, a few handful of real people this morning that can connect with me, that can say that, you know what, Terrence? I found myself like that in life, just like you or just like the next person who's going through. And a lot of times when we're going through trials and tribulations, the thing about it is that we don't just go through trials and tribulations, but we're supposed to grow through trials and tribulations. Can I get a witness this morning? See, I love y'all. Y'all talk back to a brother, man. I love first service too, but y'all talk back. But a lot of times in life, we think that we're the only one that's going through what we're going through. And if you go back to just, I think it's verse 8 or verse 9, Pastor Jason, it, it talks about that there is a, a group of believers who have gone or who experienced what you've gone through. But they're clapping for you. And the Bible talks about this in Hebrews, the great cloud of witness. That there's people that's cheering for us and, and clapping us and, and applauding and just like, just, just believing us. But a lot of times in life when our back is up against the wall, we begin to complain, we begin to wonder why me, God, why this, God, I come to church every Sunday, I tithe faithfully, I sing on, on, the, on the worship team, I usher faithfully on the doorpost. God, I do everything that you've asked me to do, but it seems like I'm always facing trials and tribulation. Can I share something with you all this morning? Why not you? The question to God this morning should not be, God, why me? But, God, what are you trying to get out of me? And a lot of times in life, we want to go to the next level. We want to go to the next dimension. We want God to open the next door. But are you willing to do what it takes in order for God to get you there? I shared this with the, the last services that uh, we all need a Judas in our life. We all need a Judas in our life, and it is necessary in your life. If you're going to move into all that God has for you, 
if you're moving into what you're believing God for, whether it's your, your, your marriage, whether it's for your child to be saved, whether you believe for promotion or your job, whether you believe for healing in your body, that in order for you to come out of it, you first got to go through it. How can you have a testimony if you don't have a test? Hello, somebody. How can God turn your mess into a miracle unless you grow through it? See, this is the thing about it is, and, 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 and I, believe, I believe that there's only one gospel. I know that people talk about the prosperity gospel and all this stuff like this. But, uh, man, that's why some of us need to go to bed around 10 o'clock because if you stay up around 11, 12, and you have those people come on TV about trying to sell prayer cloth and, and miracle water and oil. Come on, y'all know what I'm talking Holler back at your boy this morning. Y- y'all know what I'm talking about? Man, I, I, was, tell, I was telling uh, 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 our coaches in our coaches' Bible study uh, with WVU football, I was telling them, I said, look here. I said, you got to know the word for yourself. You ain't got to call no 1-800 number in order, and, and pay $69.99 for no, to get no prayer through. My grandma would always say, Jesus is on the main line. You got to tell him what you want. <laughs> you ain't got to drop no quarter in. You got unlimited messaging and all that stuff like this. But I, I told the coaches, I said, look at here, man, you, 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 you go ahead and buy that miracle water and see, and see, and see what your stomach does. <laughs> Some of y'all will catch that on the way home. But I believe what the Bible says, and the Bible says that the effectual fervent prayer of the righteous, come on, some Bible readers, the Bible says that it availeth much, and the Bible also teaches, it says, to pray without ceasing. Well, I believe there's somebody in here this morning, because I just, I just really feel it in my spirit that says, well, you know what, TP, there's times in my life I can't pray for myself. There's times in my life when I can't even encourage my own self in the Lord. Well, let me tell you something, Romans chapter 8 says that when we don't know what to pray for, see, I got a Bible reading. See, look at that. Look at this this morning. We, we can go home now. Let me tell you something. A lot of us have made it in our life. It wasn't because of our degrees or our credentials or what family we came from, but a lot of us have made it this far in life because of the prayers of our forefathers. Can I say that again? My brother on the front row said, say it again, so I'm going to hit rewind and press play one more time. A lot of us in life have not made it because we've been so good, we've been so kind. It ain't because we haven't made mistakes. It's because somebody was praying for you when you couldn't even pray for yourself. And I don't know about you this morning, but I'm so glad that somebody prayed for me. I'm so glad that somebody had me on their mind. I'm so glad that somebody took the time to pray for little old me. And a lot of times we feel like, well, God, I just really feel like I'm going through this by myself. Well, God, I don't know how I'm going to get out of it. Let me, let me tell you something. you got to change your posture. you got to change your vocabulary. And you got to start declaring the word of God over your life. you got to start saying, nay, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. No weapon that is formed against me will be able to prosper. God, if you're for me, then I know you're more than the whole world against me. God, I know that you have a plan for me, a plan to, for me to prosper and not to harm me, a plan to give me a hope and a future. You got to put the word on your problem. And so here we are. Because a lot of times in life, people see your glory, but they don't know your story. 
Ooh, that was good. I got to say that again. <laughs> See, I'm not just preaching to y'all. I'm talking to myself too because I'm believing God for some, some open doors. I'm believing God for some things. And let me just, let me just, I got to say this because I was going to say it later, but I just feel it, I feel it's necessary to say right now. If you want to really know who's with you, share with them a praise report and watch their reaction. Y'all missed it. Let me say it. Let me, let me come on this side. If you want to know who's really got your back, if you want to know who's really for you, if they say that they're your ride or die, your friend, your homie, your comrade, your friend, your boo, your bestie, whatever y'all call them, BFF, all that stuff like that, share something positive with them and watch their reaction. I don't, I don't know about you, but I'm so glad that God has placed a Judas in my life because if it wasn't for Judas, I wouldn't know what it was like to pray to him. If it wasn't for Judas, I wouldn't know what God's word says. If it wasn't for Judas, it would not allow me to press my way into the house of God. So when I came in, I was able to say, Pastor Tim, I was glad when they said unto me, come on into the house of God. It is necessary for you to have a Judas in your life. Okay, some of y'all sitting there looking at me. I know that this is a Bible church, so can I give y'all a Bible on it this morning? Because some of you are like, well, how, why do you need a Judas and stuff like that? Look at Jesus. His disciples, and, and he had one person in his crew, in his, in, 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 in his uh, uh, surroundings, that was getting ready to betray him. You know what? Can I share something with you? Jesus' destiny was not to heal the sick. It was not to raise the dead. It wasn't give sight to the blind. It wasn't open doors for us. But you want to know what Jesus' true ministry, true destiny was? His destiny was Calvary. Somebody talk to me this morning. He came that I may live. He came so that I can be prosperous in life. He came so that I can have the opportunity to share with somebody about a man named Jesus. Now, now watch this, watch this, watch this. I, I, I tell people all the time this, that either you're sharing the gospel or you're spreading the gossip. I know that's heavy. Let me come on this side. This side show me a little love. Either you're going to spread the gospel, share the gospel, or you're going to either share the gossip. If folks are already talking about you, why don't you give them something to talk about? Tell them about how when you was broke, busted, and disgusted, how the Lord just stepped right on in. Tell them about when you were down to your last down, how God provided for you, how he made a way out of no way, how he put food on the table, how he put a roof over your head, how he put gas in your car and allow your kids to go to college and not just go to college, but to graduate from college. Can I get an amen this morning? Well, I don't know what they're going to say. I don't know what they're going to think of me. I, what, what if they find me? Let me tell you something. If you get fired on your job because of saying the name of Jesus, the same God that opened the door for that job is the same God that can open the door. So not only do people see our glory, but they don't know our story. Anybody here like me like to watch movies or like to go to stage plays? Um... What happens before the main attraction comes out? Previews. What else happens? The curtain is closed. Stay with me. I'm going somewhere. See, people think that you're always going to be in the same situation that you are right now. Somebody thinks that you're always going to be 
broke. Somebody think that you're always going to be sick. Somebody think that you're always just going to be stressed. Somebody think that you're always going to be depressed. But what they see is the behind us. They see is the, the curtain. And what they don't see is that God is working behind the curtain. And what God is doing, God has said, hey, you know what? I love you this much, but I got to take you through this valley. I love you this much, but I got to take you over that mountain. Because he said, not only am I taking you through it, but I'm going with you. And I don't know about you this morning, but I'm so glad that whenever I'm going through trials and tribulations, when I am suffering for the cause of Christ, I am so glad that I am not by myself. Look at somebody and tell them I'm not by myself. Because Jesus said, he said, I always be with you even until the ends of the earth. And he says that I'm the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. Can, can, can I help somebody out real quick this morning? Because I get like this sometimes. Sometimes I get spiritual amnesia. Sometimes I get spiritual amnesia because I, when I go through certain situations, I don't always handle them the best way. I'm just being real with y'all because I, I, I'm taking the mask off this morning. I'm being realistic with you guys. I don't always have a good attitude. But God says, you know what? I'm going to take you through this because I'm trying to strengthen you. I'm trying to grow you. I'm trying to develop you. I'm trying to develop your spiritual muscles. Somebody said, man, you know, Pastor, you must have not checked out my guns lately. They, they ain't too tight. They ain't too big. Let me tell you something. The Bible says, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. All things have passed away, and behold, all things have been made new. I've noticed something being around athletes uh, when they're doing strength conditioning, when they're working out. Uh, for my people in here this morning who work out, you know where I'm going with this, is that uh, when they're doing bench press, when they're laying down, they're back, they're, head, they're, they're on their back and they're looking up. It's a good posture to be in. I'm going somewhere with this. But what we forget about is that there's somebody who's spotting us, who's over us, that sees the potential in us that we don't even see in our own selves. Aren't you thankful for somebody who spots you? Aren't you thankful for the trainer? Aren't you thankful for the strength coach? Because watch this. As you are doing your reps and you're like, oh, man, I got this. This is easy. And all of a sudden he said, well, you know what? I'm going to put another 35, another 45 on the side and, and see what you're made of. Begin to push. It gets a little bit more tighter. And all of a sudden he said, well, I'm going to throw another 35, another 45 on there. And you begin to push. And you're like, mm, you're trying to get... You're trying to get that last rep in the stuff. And all of a sudden, when you feel like it's too much on you, the strength coach, the spotter or the trainer, looks down, reaches his hand down to help you, and he grabs the bar and he puts it back on there. Why does he do that? Because he knows that there was more in you than you thought that you didn't even think that was in there for your own self. Now watch this, watch this. The reason why I said that it's a good position to be in on your back with your head up, because David records to us in Psalms 121 and 1 says, he says, for I shall lift up my eyes unto the hills from which cometh my help, knowing that all of my help comes from the Lord. So if there's somebody in here today that you feel like you don't know how you're going to make it, how you're going to get through it, how you're going to get out of the suffering, the Bible said that we are supposed to lift up our heads and realizing and acknowledge that there is somebody that sits high and that looks low and that cares about us. And so the Bible says, if you don't mind putting my verse back up there, please. It says, and the God of all grace. Aren't you thankful for grace this morning? Woo! 
Lord, where would we be without God's grace? And it got so good, I don't know about y'all, but when I was coming up in the church, we used to sing a hymn song that said, Amazing Grace. Somebody knows what I'm talking about. How sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now I'm found, was blind, but now I see. The Bible says, and the God of all grace, watch this, who called you. Okay, y'all missed it. I'm going to give it to you one more time. And the God of all grace, who called you. You didn't have to fill out no application. You didn't have to go to no 10-step program class and nothing like that. He called you to his eternal glory in Christ. Watch this. Lord, how much I'm hoping not to shout. It says, after you. That's you and me, right? That's what the Bible says. I'm sticking with what the Bible says. It says, after you have endured. After you have happiness. That's not what it says. After you have joy. After all your bills are paid. After you have suffered, we all want the blessing. We all want God to open the door, but are we willing to suffer for the cause of Christ? I don't know about you, but suffering does not feel good. It's not, I, I, like, I don't know about you, but I would like for everything just to be smooth. It's just like riding on a plane. Anybody like to ride planes? I like to ride planes, but Lord have mercy, I'm like a little baby. Because I'm good. The pilot said, hey, man, we're, we're getting up 10,000 feet. You can turn your electronic devices on. And all of a sudden, you start feeling a little bump. You know, you be sitting there, you're, you know, something like that. I, 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 like, I like to fly, but I don't like the turbulence. Anybody else like me this morning? Or you're sitting there watching your movie or you're reading a book or you're talking to somebody that you just met on the plane. And all of a sudden, the, 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 the uh, captain says, hey, everybody, I want you to return back to your seats. And I'm going to tell you something. You want to know how bad it's going to get? It's when he tells the students to return back to their seats. And I'll be like, Lord, how mercy. I just prayed before we got on here, and I thought it was going to be good and everything. But watch this. Thank you, Lord, for dropping this, this revelation in my spirit. As God takes you higher, there's got to be turbulence. Because you got to go through it in order to come out of it. But watch this. As God continues you to take you higher, watch this. Those things that used to be on you are going to eventually start falling off. Okay, in other words, let me, let me break this down, and I'm going to come back to the verse, but I got to state the Holy Spirit is, is wanting me to, to drive a point. Everybody can't go with you where God is taking you to. Can I say it again? Everybody can't go where God is taking you to. See, some of y'all can't say nothing because they sitting right next to you. Like, I can't say nothing because he's sitting over, she's sitting over here. Let me just share something with you this morning. If God is asking you to step out on faith, if God is trust, if asking you to be obedient to his word, if God is asking you to do something, then you've got to do what he's asked you to do. It don't matter if it's your cousin, it don't matter if it's your family, it don't matter if it's your coworker. But if God is calling you to do something, then you got to be obedient. And a lot of times, watch this, because I was there before. A lot of times we're afraid to do it because we're afraid what people are going to say. Let me just share something with you. My grandma told me, she said, Terrence, 
folks are going to talk about you whether you're dead or you're alive. So she said, you might as well go on and give them something to talk about anyhow. After, after you and me have suffered, no cross, no crown. After you suffered, after the betrayal, after the setback, after the divorce, after the sickness. But he says it's only for a little while, y'all. I don't know about you, but I get happy just reading that. When he said, he said, he said, he said, Terrence, the suffering and what you're going through is only. <laughs> if you don't shout on nothing else this morning that I've said, you need to shout on those two words, little while. See, some of you sitting there, well, man, well, I got to go through this. And, Lord, what did I do wrong and stuff like that? The Bible says, he said, after you have suffered a little while, watch this. You think God would just take you through something and not reward you for your faithfulness? He said, I'm going to restore you. I'm going to make you strong. Place you on a firm foundation and cause you to be steadfast. But it's, it only happens after... The suffering. After you suffered a little while. This is what God says. He said, I'm going to restore you, make you strong, firm, and steadfast. Aren't you glad that it's God that said that he's going to do it and not your enemies, not your family, not your coworkers? Because watch this. Watch. I got to just share this with you, God. You got to be careful who you ask to pray for you. You got to be careful who you ask to pray for you. Now, now, let me tell you something. There are people who will pray for you, P-R-A-Y, but there's people who are praying on you, P-R-E-Y-I-N-G. Y'all don't believe me? Uh, verses, I think it's verse 8 said that the enemy goes to and fro, seeking who he may devour. And a lot of times we think that the devil is just this little image of, of, of pointy ears and a pitchfork and a long, long tail. But let me tell you something. Sometimes the devil come to church. Sometimes the devil will get in your family. Okay, y'all not. Sometimes the devil will come in your friendship. Sometimes the devil will get in your coworkers. Lord, every time I come clocking, they always give me the side eye or, or smack their lips and stuff like that. It, it's necessary for that to happen to you because watch this. Watch this. In order for you to receive everything that God has for you, God has to expose some people that's in your life. God says, I'm going to restore you. I'm going to make you strong. Place you on a firm foundation. And cause you to be steadfast. Y'all remember the story? It was an old nursery rhyme when we was kids. It says that Humpty Dumpty had a great fall. Humpty, how did it go? Somebody help me out. Humpty Dumpty had a great fall. Sat on the wall. That's right. All the king's horses couldn't. Now, that was Humpty Dumpty. I don't know about you, but I was once like Humpty Dumpty. I sat on the wall. I fell from the grace of God. But watch what he did. He didn't cast me away. He restored me. He made me stronger. 
He placed me on a firm foundation, and he made me steadfast. Lord, have mercy. I feel like shouting in here this morning. And I'm talking to somebody here this morning. You may have fallen from grace. You may have made mistakes. But there is a God that sits high and looks low that loves you and wants to pitch you all back together again. Um, I don't know about any of you, but I love watching movies in my spare time. And uh, as a kid, and I still watch it still to this day, uh, because it's one of my favorite movies, um, uh, Lion King. Anybody ever seen Lion King? Now, I ain't talking about the anecdote, the one that just came out with the real ones, because they missed some stuff in there. I don't know if any of y'all ever caught that. But I'm talking about the real one when they come on. Ah, you know. <laughs> Simba forgot who he was. Because he let somebody that's under him speak into his life. Woo, Lord, have mercy. That, Pastor Jason, can we just uh, go home on that one? <laughs> let me stop right there. Be careful who you let speak into your life. Because everybody said that they got a word for you. The word ain't from God. Scar tells him, you killed your father. Simba didn't do it. We all know who did it. It was Scar who did it. So what does what what Simba do? Simba, he just goes on this excursion. It's kind of like the story about the prodigal son. Simba goes on this excursion, and all of a sudden he begins to, uh, 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 he, he meets these, uh, these great friends, Timon and Pumbaa. Watch this. Some of you are sitting up in here. You got the wrong friends. The wrong people in your circle. But let me tell you something. God's got some godly friends, people of influence that he wants to bring into your life that can help you accomplish his will and his mission for your life. Amen, Amen somebody. Amen. They teach in a song that says, Akuna Matata. What a wonderful phrase. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Akuna Matata. I don't know the rest, but. But then, all of a sudden, I think, it's, is, it, is it Nala? That's her name? Nala? She was looking for food because there was no food back, back on the homestead. So she runs into Simba. And they, everybody, she's like, Simba, everybody thought you was dead. We thought you was gone. Simba's still beating himself up because he thinks he was the one that caused his father's death. All of a sudden, Simba hears this weird sound, this weird music, this stick with this little stuff on it that, that sounds like a maraca. And it's Rafiki. Y'all know what I'm talking about, don't you? It's Rafiki. And he sees him, and all of a sudden, Rafiki hits him inside the head with a stick. Watch this. Sometimes it's good for God to pop us upside our head sometimes. To shake us up for us to remember who we all are in the kingdom. In other words, we are the head and not the tail. We are above and not beneath. We are the lender and we are not the bar. If anybody can testify to that, say, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. He, uh, trying not to get too happy, y'all. But God's been too good to me. Rafiki says, um, I knew 
No, he says, I know your father. Simba says, you knew my father? There's a difference between knowing somebody and you knew somebody. So Rafiki runs on and, and he, they get to this brook and he says, shh. He tells him to look down in the water. But before Rafiki, before Simba looks in the water, uh, Simba is just in his own, own mindset and stuff. But as Simba looks down in the water, he sees a reflection of himself. Rafiki says, no, look harder. He touches the water. And all of a sudden, he sees a reflection of his father. And his father says, Simba, I've always been with you. I've never left you. You've forgotten. Oh, Lord, have mercy. He says, you've forgotten who you are. And I just want to encourage somebody in here this morning. Never forget who you are, who you are in the kingdom of God. Don't let nobody belittle you. Don't let nobody call you anything else but a child of God. You've got to remember who you are and whose you belong to. Tell somebody I'm a child of God. So if he says that I'm the head and not the tail, that's what I am. And let, let me say this. For parents in here this morning, be careful what you say to your children. If you're always telling them you're going to be just like your no-good daddy or your no-good mama, I'm just being real. I just got to be obedient with the Holy Spirit is telling me to say this morning. Words are powerful. You don't believe me? Can I give you scripture? The Bible says that the power of life and death is in the tongue. So either you're going to speak your future or you're going to speak your funeral. Lord, have mercy. Let me say that one more time. Either you're going to speak things into existence, or you're going to speak death. I don't know about you, but I've been walking with God for a long time. And I don't believe that he's brought me this far to leave me because I believe that God's got some blessings with my name on it, that God's got some doors that I haven't opened up yet, and it can only come through the suffering. We all want the blessing. We all want the healing. We all want the breakthrough. We all want the miracle. We all want the new car, the new house, the future wife, the future husband. But God says, before you can have all of that, you got to suffer a little while. I said it before and I'll say it again. Because God says, you've got to cut some dead weight off. Because if I was to bless you with what I'm going to bless you with right now, you, God says, you'll mess up my glory. But God says, I had to cause you to be on your knees praying, had to make you come to church on every Sunday, cause you to tithe in order so I can bless you with what I have in store for you. But it only comes through the suffering. Well, God, you mean you love me, you have a great plan for my life, but you want me to suffer. God, I mean, I'm, I'm trying my best, 
raising these kids, right, loving my husband, loving, loving my spouse, doing everything that you call me to do, but you still want me to suffer. Watch this. He went through so that we can have eternal life. The Bible says that the godly shall suffer persecution. So, so let me tell you something. You're not going to live a happy-go-friendly life. You're not, you're not going to be excused or, or omitted from, from trials and tribulations. You've got to go through those things in order to go where God is taking you to. He says, after you suffered a little while, I'm going to restore you. God said your hater wasn't going to do it. Your naysayer wasn't going to do it. The ones who said you weren't going to make it, he said that's not going to do it. God said, I'm going to restore you. Make you strong, place you on a firm foundation, and cause you to be steadfast. As I wrap up this this message, I want to share with you guys that God wants to do something new in and through us, but it can only come through the suffering. Some of the people that started out on the journey with you are not going to be able to go into your destiny with you. It's not that they're bad people. It's not that they come from the wrong family. It's just a part of God's plan. Somebody might be like, well, T, why are you saying all that, man? Because I've gone through it. I've experienced it. And I believe that God had me to share this message with somebody today because of the way, the direction that God is leading our church and the way our pastor is going. We've, we've, we've got to suffer, y'all. We've got to go through in order to come out. A couple of years ago, serving at Texas A&M, my wife was on staff at our church. Son was downstairs in daycare uh, where, where the church staff office was. And uh, all of a sudden, I get this call. Uh, hey, uh, there's been a great opportunity at West Virginia to serve as athletic, athletic chaplain. Um, think you'd be great in it. I deleted the message. You want to know why? Because I was wondering what they going to say. I was worried about the opinion of other people instead of about what did God say. Then I began to think about, well, Lord, I can't leave my family. Won't be able to go to my grandma's house and get homemade seven-up pound cake no more. <laughs> Sun tea. I'm talking about that fried chicken they, they fry in the skillet, that cast iron skillet. I ain't talking about no deep. Somebody know, can, I get a, can a brother get a witness in here this morning? Lord, what am I going to do? Lord says, trust me. We get here to Morgantown. Man, I remember just like it was yesterday, Pastor Jason. I'm in Chick-fil-A, and I ran into Pastor Jason because our prayer was, Lord, our first prayer was like, Lord, we want to be planted in your house and serve Man, when I met Pastor Jason, it was like we'd known each other our whole life. And as Pastor Tim said, when I came here, it felt just like home. So we've served here for 15 months. Back in November, December, spent some time with Pastor Jason, got some wisdom and some counsel from him. And I said, Pastor Jason, God's shifting gears on us again. He's getting ready to send us somewhere else. Where to, I don't know just yet. I remember just like it was yesterday, December the 29th, 9th, I mean, 9th, Lord, have mercy. Somebody, what's wrong with me? <laughs> Thinking about that fried chicken, that's what it is. <laughs> 2019, the Lord speaks to me 
wakes me up out of my sleep at 1.30 in the morning. He said, Terrence, you got to close this door in order for me to open the next door. I'm leaning over the bed. I'm like, Lord, I think you're talking to my neighbor next door. <laughs> Lord's like, no, I'm talking to you. Any other time, and I'm, I'm sharing this because somebody needs to hear this this morning, because a lot of times we, we, we want to tell people how we got to the blessing instead of telling them how we got to the blessing. So I hit up Pastor Jason, like, man, Pastor Jason, this is what the Lord says. And he said, we're going to be obedient. That morning, my wife and son and I, we at the breakfast table, and I shared the news with them. And I said, babe, we got to go forward. The old Terrence would be like, no, no, we, we, no we're not going to do that. I'll put it off. I try to get opinion from everybody. But this time, the Lord's like, no, it's time to go forward. That morning, I called my supervisor. I called my staff, told our board, sent a message out to coaches and stuff, and went by just telling everybody, hey, the Lord is leading us to a different direction. Watch this. Don't expect everybody to be happy when you make a decision. Because I got some reactions from some people that I thought that was going to have my back. I'll move on from that. But God will show you who's really for you and who's against you. But you can't focus on that. As long as you know that God has called you to do something, be obedient. And so here we are right now again. We trust God. Never missed a meal. Matter of fact, I had to get a bigger jacket in order to come speak to y'all this morning. <laughs> Them Texas Roadhouse rolls don't be playing with that cinnamon butter. <laughs> but I believe God, and I trust God. And I'm so thankful, y'all, that I can go to our pastor, who's a visionary, who's a dreamer, who's an encourager, who's not afraid to share truth and love when you need to hear it, even though you don't want to hear it. I'm so thankful for the people that God has placed into my life. And y'all, I'm going to say this, and he did not pay me to say this, but we have the greatest pastor on this earth. Watch this. Our job as his followers, as his sheep, y'all know, know how sheep are. If you ever raised sheep, you really know how sheep are. We can get out of control. We can try to do our own thing, but thank God for the rod of staff. But, but I want to say this this morning, and this, I got to be obedient to what the Holy Spirit is telling me to say this morning. We've got to get behind and support our pastor. If nobody else does it, who will? And you want to know why we need to get behind and support our pastor? Because God has spoken to him. Now, watch this. If God wanted to give you the vision and the dream of the church, he would have spoke to you. But who did he speak? He spoke to our leader. As Moses was in the battle with the Malachites, his arms, and he began to get tired. But watch this. Aaron and Hur came alongside him to support him, to encourage him. Encourage him. Our pastor doesn't need people, sheep, members to question his, his decisions or be like, Pastor, if I was you, I would do this. Yes, there's a time for godly wisdom. But, guys, I believe what God has spoken to our pastor. And I'm excited about where this church is headed. If nobody else is excited, I'm excited. Regardless if, if we're still here to see it or not, I'm still going to support Faith Assembly. But our pastor needs somebody who can come alongside him like Aaron and her did Moses and hold up his arms and say, hey, pastor, you know what? I know you're tired today, but we got your back. 
Hey, Pastor, I know you've been going through, but I believe God with you, man. We're praying for you. We trust God with you. Hey, Pastor, you know what? I'll bake some homemade chocolate chip cookies. I'm sorry. That was for TP. I'm sorry. I love him. And when you love somebody, you're supposed to show it because the word love is an action word. I love him. I can't speak for anybody else in this church, but I'm going to support him. I'm going to speak into his life, and I'm encourage him, and not only him, but watch this. Y'all, we got to pray for his wife, too. Let me say that again. Because we always forget about the spouse. Because sometimes they have to hear stuff that may not be cool, and then you got to come to church, and you still got to worship. You got to sing in front of people who may have said some hurtful things about your husband. Y'all don't want to talk to me. It's the truth. I don't know why the Lord wants me to say this, but I got y'all, we got to support him. Amen. A few years ago, I was introduced to a game called Spades. Last thing I'll say, and then I'll give it back to Pastor Jason. A few years ago, I was introduced to a game called Spades. Y'all looking at me like, he plays Spades? Y'all play Spades, too. <laughs> Uno. Oh, come on, y'all. I played solitaire, played all, battle and all that stuff, but never played Spades. Me, my partner on the other side of the table, one guy over here, one guy over here. As they was dealing at the cards, I looked and I said, man, whoo, bad hand. We're going to get spanked. We're going to get whooped today. Yes, a grown man. Instead of focusing up, lifting up my head, I looked at my circumstance and what was on my plate. And as he got done dealing at the cards, it's like, all right, it's time to play. But before we got ready to play, I said, man, don't think we're going to make it. Surprised that I said it because I, I consider myself to be a positive guy, an encouraging guy. But watch this. I forgot that I had a partner on the other side of the table. My partner looked at me, winked at me, said, I got you. And all I'm trying to tell you today, Faith Assembly, is no matter the hand you've been dealt in life, no matter what's on your plate, no matter what you got to go home to, You've got to remember that you got a partner on the other side of the table. Lord, have mercy. And his name is Jesus. So real quick, before I give it back to Pastor Jason, everybody stretch your hands towards Pastor Jason. Let's pray for the man of God. Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you for your grace and for your mercy. Because your grace is still sufficient for us, and your mercy endureth forever. Lord, we thank you most of all importantly for your son, Jesus Christ, that he came, that he died, that he rose on the third day. And right now he's seated at the right hand of the Father, making intercession on our behalf. Father, at the name of Jesus, you said in your word that every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. So, Lord, you said that if we don't praise you, that you will cause the rocks to cry out in our place. So, Lord, right now, we pray strength. We pray wisdom. We pray discernment. Lord, I pray that you will surround him with the godly people that he needs, God, in order to fulfill this mission and vision that you laid before him. Lord, the question comes to my mind, is there anything too hard for you? No. You said that you would do Ephesians 3 and 20, that you're able to do it exceedingly and the abundantly above all that we can ever ask, think, hope, or imagine, according to the power that worketh within us. God, give him strength. Give him, God, give him insight. Lord, I pray that you will send the right people, God, 
who will help support this mission and vision. And God, I believe, I, I, I just believe in my heart that there's somebody out there, God, who can write the check to where they don't have to go in any debt. Because, God, if you've done it for other churches, you can do it for Faith Assembly. You're the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. God, even despite our brokenness, our sins, our mess, our mistakes, God, you still love us, and you still have a plan for us. So, God, right now, in the name of Jesus, Lord, I'm praying that this week, God, that he would get a phone call that will just blow his mind, that will be a testament of the goodness and the greatness of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. God, you can do it. I know you can do it, and I know you will do it. I'm speaking by faith that no eye has not seen and ears have not heard all the great things that you have in store for Faith Assembly Church. Lord, we trust you. In all our ways, we'll acknowledge you, and you're going to direct our paths. So, Lord, we're going to be like Peter. We're going to step out on faith. We're going to focus, God. We're not going to turn our focus and attention off you because when Peter took his eyes off of Christ, he began to sink. But, Lord, we're going to keep our eyes on you because you are the author and the finisher of our faith. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Love y'all. Thank you.